Some of the 385 British Airways passengers and crew taken hostage and used as human shields in Iraq during the first Gulf War have announced plans to sue the UK government. BA-149 landed at Kuwait International Airport on the 2nd of August 1990, right when Saddam Hussein's armies were invading. The legal action will allege that the UK government and British Airways knew of the Iraqi invasion before BA-149 landed. In his book Operation Trojan Horse, investigative journalist Stephen Davis called the events around BA-149 the most shocking government cover-up of the last 30 years. We spoke with Stephen in 2021 and we also spoke with Barry Manners, who at the age of 24 was one of those people taken hostage and used as a human shield in Iraq. Barry is taking part in this upcoming legal action and he joins you again now on RN. Barry, thanks very much for joining us again. Thank you, Julian, for inviting me. Barry, could you remind us of what happened when that flight landed in Kuwait for what was supposed to be a quick refuelling stop? Yeah, we we landed and very soon after we were told that the airport had closed with no reason given. The airport was eerily quiet. And then at dawn, we had Iraqi fighter bombers uh, started bombing the airport literally in front of us. So then we sheltered inside the terminal because there was uh, quite a long bombardment of the airport itself. When that subsided, we were taken um, round to an airport hotel. And just as I arrived there, three tanks came screeching across. So the Iraqis had, had got to the airport within, well, within hours of crossing the border. Yes, and then the story of what happened to you and the other passengers and crew after that is truly shocking. Barry... Other passengers on BA-149 have received compensation for what happened to them. How did that come about and how does it compare to the way that you and the others involved in the claim were treated? Well, they had the fortune to be American and rely on the American justice system or French and relied on the French justice system, which in 1996, the French courts found that BA had endangered passengers' lives and awarded damages. In the UK, the case was thrown out on a technicality, and that was as far as we thought we were going to get with it. But in the last two years, massive new evidence came to light with some new testimony by the British military attaché who'd been in Kuwait. And it turns out that we now understand that BA and the Foreign Office were informed hours before we even left London that an invasion was likely and imminent. And the British Airways country manager put his wife and children on a flight to Switzerland three hours later. And yet, for reasons that we now understand, the flight was allowed to take off from London and land in Kuwait when everyone else had diverted. It turns out that there's evidence, strong evidence, that Stephen Davis uncovered and alluded to by the new evidence from the military attaché, that there was actually a quasi-military team, British military team, on board the flight And they were given special treatment, priority treatment at Kuwait and were met by the British military in Kuwait. And that is, we understand, the reason why the flight was landed. It it was basically a a military transport into a live fire war zone where London decided it was worth the risk. The firm that's acting for you says it plans to commence proceedings in the High Court in, in coming months. Those proceedings, I suppose, in a way, will bring back a lot of that trauma as well. What are you hoping to achieve out of the legal action and of this announcement of the impending legal action? 
it's why it's great speaking to you today. Um, if there's any Australians who are listening who know anybody or were on that flight, get in touch. Um, in terms of what I want from it, I, I just like the truth to admit that a mistake was made, that they made a, a judgment call and it's gone wrong for them. There were kids on that flight, for Christ's sake. And for some of them, it's had a catastrophic effect on their lives. And for some of the older passengers, for many of them, they lost their careers, family breakup and all the rest of it. It became the biggest single defining moment in their lives and in a really, really bad way. Well, Barry, I hope you and the other victims of BA149 achieve what you're seeking through this legal action. And thank you so much for speaking with us once again on RN. That's great, Julian. Because they've lied over the last 32 years, they've kind of painted themselves into a corner. And that's why it's only legally that we're ever going to get some answers to this. Thanks for it. Really, really good. Cheers. That was Barry Manners, one of the passengers of BA Flight 149, taken hostage as a human shield in 1990. I spoke to Barry back in 2021 together with Mr Roel, who was one of the people responsible for looking after Barry while he was held as a human shield. Mr Roel now lives in Sydney, Australia, and it was a fascinating discussion between Barry and Mr Roel. Well worth having another listen to on the Sunday Extra website. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.